Welcome back to Last Night Recap, the podcast where we take the EMEA and America's Apple Edu Chat and recap them in a serious but not way. I'm your host, Martin Coots, and as always, I'm joined by my three friends and co-hosts. And because this is an even number show, I'm going to go with Matt. Good evening, Matt. Hello, Martin. How are you up in sunny Scotland? Uh, there is no such thing as the sun. I realised I sent you a picture yesterday <laughs> that showed an absolutely brilliant view. Today, yeah, it, yeah, well, it feels <laughs> that way. Right now, it is pouring down torrential rain. Oh, dear. How are things down in leaky Wales? Uh, funnily enough, it's a beautiful sunny evening. Ah, nice. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, no rain down here. Just nice sunshine. Yeah. And for all of our avid listeners, the weather chat will continue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, the new, it's the new section. It's weather forecast with Matt. It's, we're we're throwing in a new one every now and then. Uh, I heard some, I heard some giggling in the back background. So uh, that must mean that we've also got Mr. Johan Anderson. Hey, Johan. Yeah. Hello, how are you doing? Now, I know the question on every listener's lips is what flavour of ice cream or do you actually have ice cream this evening? Yeah, today it's just plain vanilla. Nice. Hey, sometimes you've Mm -hmm. got to take it back and just go back to the roots of what makes a good ice cream. Vanilla pea. <laughs> That's, don't go there. Is, is this, don't is go this there. your way of saying that No, no, I don't mean it. I mean it like as a as a hip hop artist name. So ah, you can do the right, wrap up. Right there, we go. That's it. Yo, Johan is Vanilla P rapper. Nice. Yeah, and maybe in the wrap up. In the wrap up, yes. So we've got Vanilla P doing the wrap up, and of course the the last host that we have on our show. Question on everyone's lips is: Where's Kurt? I was hiding from a tornado this week, so that might give you an indication where I was. Well, first of all, it's we're glad that you have, you know, managed to avoid that tornado um, and are able to join us. How are you? First of all, I'm doing I'm doing good. Um, My hair is uh, gelled down uh, from the tornado. um, So that's all back to shape. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, this last um, America's chat. Yeah, it would be good to recap oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. So, uh, guys, do we want to ask Kurt our one question each to find out where he is? Yeah, not this week. Not this week. Okay, yeah. Not this week. No, it's the last one. We're not that's doing all right. it. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've been trying to find him for weeks now. I know. He just just come over to Scotland or Wales Matt's, or Sweden. It's yeah, just Matt's, Matt's on find, find My Friends. It's... Uh, Matt, yeah, you is. want to you want to ask her? We're not doing that, or no, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the guest. So I've been practicing this week. Okay, where Ooh. people are. I think it could be like the next Britain's Got Talent thing for me in terms of just guessing where people are. Yeah, um, I'm gonna read your thoughts. I'm gonna read your mind. Are you we're in gonna, Dallas? Texas? You're gonna read the show notes. <laughs> gonna read the show notes <laughs> before. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, you're so bad, Matt. Matt's got talent. (laughs) And he was, like, trying to do it for real. He was building up. I'm sorry, Matt. I just completely shot your thunder. I did that completely without the aid of any maps as well. So, (laughs) it's brilliant. You're such a brilliant person, mate. So, yes, you're in the Lone Star State. Is that right, Kurt? Correct. Well done, Matt. Matt gets a sticker. Excellent. You could have said Matt gets a star. Well, I know. Yeah, I you know, get a star. But you always get a star. Oh, okay. Okay, You're guys. a star. Hey, everybody's <laughs> a star on this podcast, which is saying a lot. Kurt, now that we know where you are, do you want to give us a rundown of what's happening on this week's episode, please? Sure. Um, I'll start with the EMEA chat that will be coming up after the break, um, which was all about digital citizenship and was hosted by Hannah Sachs. And I is that a new ADE again? Yes, yeah, it's the, the class of ADE, ADE 2019, the takeover continues. Great. And then on the Americas side, um, we were looking at everyone can sketch, extend learning into summer because it was the last um, Americas chat for this season. Um, Dan and, uh, and John hosted it in a special way. And uh, to know more about that, you'll have to wait until that America's chat comes up, and then I'll, uh, I'll tell you all about it. And in the meantime, to continue a little bit of it, the hashtag of the week would be everyone can sketch and join in on the uh, challenges. And I think Martin, Matt, 
you've definitely yeah. done a few of those. Yeah. Um, and Dan is connecting, uh, collecting them all and, um, and publishing uh, that artwork. Yeah, I think he's on to volume three or volume four at the moment. We're, we're certainly on to, I think, challenge 20. Is that right, Matt? And I think uh, so about yeah. that, yeah. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I know, it's um, going to be... Yeah, definitely want to get engaged with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, sounds like we've got a pretty packed show coming up. So how about just after this, we get started with the Amir recap. Sound good? Sounds like a plan. Yes. Let's do it. Welcome back. If you're hearing the dulcet Scottish tones, then it means it's time to recap the EMEA side of Appledge Chat. As Kurt said, this week the chat was all on digital citizenship and the ADE 2019 takeover continues because it was Hannah Sachs hosting this one. She's at Making With Tech on Twitter. Um, and I think it's it's half term in a lot of the a lot of the countries. A lot of countries are, are finishing up. I know uh, England have been on a, a half term. Ireland's finishing up this week. It was a it was a quiet chat um, in terms of in terms of engagement, which is a shame because it's actually quite a quite an important topic. It's a topic that we're all talking about um, in quite a big way. Um, I'm going to start just with the um, tweet of the week. And the tweet of the week comes from Lorna Levac, who is actually Scottish, but I think she's in, I think she's in Sweden, actually, Johan. Um, is she? I think so, yeah. I'll double check exactly. Oh, that's cool. But she is at Levac Teach Tech on Twitter. And it was in response to the first question where we were talking about what does the, uh, the digital citizenship look like to you? And she um, tweeted a sketch note. Um, the nine elements of digital citizenship, and I'll put a link okay. to this into the show notes, um, so that you know whatever you're listening to, whether it's um, on Overcast, Apple Podcasts, you can you can see it coming up. I, I like this for one reason: it's got Spider Man in the middle, um, and it says, <laughs> "With great power comes great responsibilities." And I'm just going to give you the sort of the the highlights, the nine elements. So the first one is digital access. Then we have digital commerce. Digital communication, digital literacy, digital etiquette, digital law, and Kurt, with the, the laws that have just been recently passed in Belgium, that's quite a, an apt one that's coming up. Uh, digital rights and responsibilities, digital health, again, uh, there's been a lot of conversation about um, whether iPad screen time is actually beneficial for uh, uh, students. And finally, digital security, which is always one that's coming up, especially with uh, social media sites and how are they using your your data? So, the those sort of nine elements really bring digital citizenship together, and which is not. And I'm just realising as I'm saying <laughs> digital citizenship in my Scottish accent, it's not actually quite easy to say. So it's. Um, but I'm going to uh, recap question five, and I'm really curious to hear what you guys think on this one. So question five says, digital citizenship is a topic which is constantly evolving. What do you think will be the hot topics in this area in the next few years? Kurt, I want to start with you because obviously being Belgian, um, Belgium has just passed a law which has uh, banned the sort of pay to play and the in-app purchases side of things, which has caused a lot of app developers to not release apps in Belgium. Um, so there's there's been a, this is really, you know, that's really a hot topic at the moment. So what do you see? How do you see that evolving over the next few years? Oh, I think, I mean, the, the message we've been getting from from some companies already is is privacy is a hot topic. Um, and, and you can throw out a few others like fake news and, and trying to find out. Um, I, I see a thing where more and more people will get off social media or get less addicted to it um, and companies stimulating us in, in trying to stay away from it and, and using it for the ways that it's beneficial, maybe like a portfolio or anything like that, um, and less in that Twitter trash talk or manipulating elections or, or whatever. I mean, I've, I've seen it again now. Um, in happening with with the recent elections, mm-hmm. and um, being aware of that um, is is a big issue for our kids, even though they grow up with it. Um, and and I I would like to link back to maybe one of our first 
episodes where you guys talked about digital mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So instead of focusing on the negative uh, part of it, I, I think focusing on, on the positive part. And you posted a, uh, a picture of your uh, first screen on your iPad, Martin, yeah. which, which got a whole storm of reactions going of people saying, oh, yeah, that, that's a great idea of, of getting that quiet and, and just going into an app when you need to go into it. Um, I think that would be something that's coming up. Um, less noise of notifications, yeah. using social media when you need it. Um, for the next few years, I see something like that developing. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's an important one to, to, to sort of talk about as well, because on the recent episode of my podcast, EduChat, one of the, uh, Miriam Walsh and I were um, sort of doing like a WWDC preview. And one of the conversations we were having was around do not disturb and how do not disturb can be modified and changed and one of the rumors for ios 13 i know we're not just talking about about apple screen time and screen time but ios 13 and android all of these um sort of operating systems are building in more and more um they're building in more and more tools for users to use that allow them to manage the amount of time that they look at screens if we look at screen time in ios and ios 12 that's that's been a really good one um Speaking about screen time, Matt, um, you were tagged and you and I were both tagged in a tweet this week about how um, there's a there's a conversation happening in certain areas about um, using iPads versus textbooks and how oh. iPads are simply being used as, as textbooks. Do you think that a lot of the conversation around the device usage um, is looking at it from the wrong angle? It's looking at it purely as a consumption rather than a, a creation device. I think that's it spot on i think you know it, it, if i mean i do say to my son all the time you know don't just sit on your ipad and just watch youtube or do something you know be be a creator not a consumer because you know that is wasted time that is you know what are you achieving from that and, and i do worry about that and if that's what we're showing children in school that what digital is is that you just sit in front of it and, and absorb then 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 I can see why people would have a, an issue with screen time. And mm-hmm. I think the more people show positive uses of, of technology, then then there isn't that desire to always use the technology because, you you know, you get that balance of face-to-face. But I think going back to social media, one of the things that, just to flip it on its head a little bit, just talking to some students in, in secondary schools about... When you when you go to school, your friendship groups are the people that you're put in a class with. You have yeah. no choice over that. You you have those thirty people, and that for some is great, but for lots it's not. You've got no shared interests, and you can almost feel that you have to act a certain way to fit in with the masses. And I think what social media gives a lot of children is a chance to find other people that are like minded, and and I don't think that should be taken away because mm-hmm. I think that's really powerful to yeah. find like minded people. I think you need to have an understanding of of when to use social media and and why you use social media similar to what kurt said but but also at the same time there are a lot of children who i suppose don't have that friendship group physically in front of them yeah through through social systems of how we group people and i think social media probably gives them a chance to express themselves in in a way that suits them rather than feeling like they need to conform so you know i think that's going to become more and more um, prevalent, you know, as as children understand the power of social media and the dangers. I think that posting your food and posting selfies of yourself going out, you know, nobody needs to see that all the time. Um, but I, I I hope that it would change to be something which is more productive. So. I do like to know uh, what Johan's ice cream looks like. Well, this is that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to bring. Yeah, it right, to, not food is pointless on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Speaking, you know, it's. It, I was going to come. Obviously, Johan, I'm going to come to you now, and it's 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 that way. If we bring all this together, like, because this is something that I know you're very, very passionate about, is how you know the technology can be used in a way that enables students to do things that they've. You know, it's an enabler for them rather than, you know, rather than it being rather than it being a, a negative and the enabler. Where do you think these conversations? Are, where do you think they're going? How how is this? How how can we shape this conversation going forward? 
Oh, uh, <laughs> you're putting some responsibility into that, my yeah. hands right now. The only thing, uh, I have two things to say, if that's all right. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I think the first thing I want to say, which is really positive, is that as a teacher or leader or something like that, you need to teach students to be in platforms or in technologies that are relevant or will be relevant in the future. So, for example, um, being in a platform that maybe will be relevant for them in the future, like, for example, Apple's platform, Microsoft or Google's platforms, platforms that aren't going to be relevant um, in the future I don't like them at all, like old LMSs and things like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. If I'm being really boring here, no, I'm no, trying no. to be very, very correct as well. And so I like that. So that a school doesn't choose something that will never actually give the students uh, or even teach them how it's done. So I need to see there's some progression there's it, the the system that you're in has to teach students how the world will be in the future if you, mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah absolutely number <laughs> number two um i will be very cautious here and i i would like just to give a very small thing and i would like people to look at cloud act and okay. how it's how it's um set up and how it works for them in all the European countries. Um, I think that's what, what that? I want. <clears throat> Literally, um, if I would like people to look into Cloud Act and how it will concern them and what it will be the effect for them. Um, Is this with the, just, to, just to explain, is this with the regulation over where Cloud, um, cloud storage is almost like... Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm just going to be very, very straight and very cautious and very, you know, like within the frames of, you know, what we're talking about here is uh, that uh, there was an issue with uh, the government, the U- United States government wanted some information from a Microsoft uh, account. And it took a lot of years to solve that. So it ended up in Cloud Act. So literally, nowadays, the government of the United States can ask any country that has their head office in the United States to give away information from Cloud Act from their accounts. But it still has to go through, uh, what do you say, Uh, Law what do you say in English? Yeah, um, no, no, uh, through a, a judge. Ah, like going through, through judge, the courts. But it's much yeah. through the courts. Yeah, 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 you need a court order. But how, yeah. I, I just advise people to look into that because every Amazon cloud, uh, M365, Apple, uh, Google, everything is through that. So okay. that's a lot to do with the citizenship. Yeah. And I don't want to put a damper on it. Yeah, well, it's number six. It's quite it's, important. Yeah, it's, it's digital law. It's do you know where information is stored? How inform- it, I think more exactly. importantly here, it's, it's where information is stored and how can that information be used? So obviously yeah. there's, there's GDPR, there's uh, Cloud Act, which just to clarify, is the clarifying lawful over- overseas use yeah. of data so, act. So literally what this uh, podcast is saying, uh, please look into... Um, what these rules um, apply to and how you can actually protect yourself and also, um, you know, um, teach good, people about yeah, it. Yeah, it's a good message. Kurt, I know you had... Is um, that okay? With absolutely, you guys? absolutely. It's fine. Because I think yeah. it's important. So yeah. that's how I want to Kurt, I know you leave it to add something in. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe a little, con- a little bit controversial, um, but I just recently... Um, read an article because we keep talking about um, creating versus consuming and and how consuming is is a bad thing. Um, From a creative point of view, though, I want people to consume 
what I created. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit torn there where, yes, if it's only consuming and it's, it's binge watching Netflix then, um, or, or anything else, then yeah. That, Who that wouldn't might not be the only thing we you, want. <laughs> I think I think what we're saying is, if if the message comes up from Kurt, are you still paying attention? You click continue. Is that what you're, you know that prompt that Netflix gives you? Are you that way that, that Netflix shames you after you've been watching four, you know, four seasons of an episode of a show back to back? If Kurt asks. Are you still paying attention? You say yes. I think it's all things in balance, isn't it? At the end of the Absolutely. day, you know. Yeah, and that's where yeah. I wanted to get to. Like that yeah. article made me think because I've I've said it a, a lot of times. Oh, um, no, advice is not uh, about consumption. You can actually create something. Um, and if we're pushing students to create a lot, they do want to get their work seen. And yeah. so, if we're creating video, then we do want to see those videos and get feedback on them. So we want interaction with that creativity and part of it is through consumption um I if it's see, consumption yeah. in the most passive way of yeah i watched it and nothing happened with it yes i, I get yeah. that that's not the way we want to promote it i think the message that that's quite clear especially when it comes to like teaching staff who are using devices is we have the benefit of experience we have the benefit of you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I know we mention our mums quite a lot in this show. But when my <laughs> mum tells me to get off my iPad, I generally don't listen. And that's mostly because she's 180 miles away. But, you know, we, we're, we're parents, we're teachers, we're adults. We have the benefit of listening to ourselves and realising that we've maybe been on a device too long. I know for a fact that I can be I can be quite bad at sitting and, and you know, sitting on my device talking to you guys quite a lot of the time. Um, and, you know, every now and then I just put the device down and walk away. And it's, it's going back to what Matt said, it's all about that balance and teaching pupils. You know, there's actually been a number of, I'm just wanting to wing this, wing this up here. Um, but there's been a number of key points that everybody said. You know, Kurt's talking about consumption, creation, finding that balance. Matt has said about shaping the, the conversation um, around it when you're talking to students in their social circles. My social circle is the three guys that I'm chatting to right now. That's one of my key social circles. But I, I know that... You know, I, the reason that I have you guys as a social circle is because I've consumed the content that you've created. But that, in turn, then kind of motivates me to go and create my own content. And it's, as Johan said, it's about preparing the students for what it's going to look like when they're older and what the world is going to look like. And we are able to cope with that because we have those skills. Those skills are constantly changing. They're constantly evolving. But it's, a, it's an always evolving process. There's no sort of quick fix or right answer here. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, okay. but you also, you also have to learn for yourself. It can't, you know, you can't just be told this is the right amount of exactly. time and this is the wrong amount of time. And you know, you, we've all we will have all made mistakes. I've been told off by my wife numerous times for being on social media too much, yeah. and and then I feel like I'm on it too little. And then you know, I feel like I'm missing out. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Okay, guys, this has been a longer chat um, or a longer recap of the the Amir chat, but. It's an important topic, and I think you can tell we, we could keep chatting about this for ages. The recap is in the show notes. It was shared from uh, Miriam's Wakelet. There'll be a link to that for you to look at. Um, I'll also post a couple of um, uh, links to tweets and a couple of documents that were shared during the chat. There were a lot of good points made and a lot of things. And if you want to keep that conversation going... I'm sure Matt will have details about that later on in the show. Guys, when we come back, I'll hand it over to Kurt and we'll recap the last America's Edu Chat of this season. Thank you very much. Nice. Welcome back. Since you're listening, this is the America's recap for the last episode of this season. And we're going to go on a short summer break and then we'll be back when the school year starts. And this week it was all about everyone can sketch. And Dan and John um, let that in their own specific way. Meaning, guys, this week I won't be reading any of the tweets um, because, and here are the rules from Dan, um, tonight's chat will be a little different. We will be asking you some serious questions as we wrap up this final 
Apple EDU chat for the season, and your job will be to answer those questions using sketches and only sketches. So if you really want to have a recap visually, um, you should go and have a look at the, at the chat. Um, I did pick out one person who didn't really follow the rules, and that was uh, <laughs> Ken Morrison, luckily. Um, so I did get a tweet of the week, and Ken is at, at, uh, at this might help ED. And um, he did a sketch, um, but he also said, any tech or social skill tool that helps kids know uh, we care and that we will help them get out uh, through situations when learning or life gets challenging. So that was an answer to um, the sixth question that was in there. And we'll talk about that. It was all about the tools that you would use for, uh, for sketching inside of the classroom. So... Um, both Martin and Matt, you've been um, actively involved in these uh, sketches. Um, could you quickly explain um, how it works, what Dan does with the Everyone Can Sketch Challenge, and then we'll jump into a question. So it's just, it, Dan just puts out um, just a scribble um, on Twitter. Uh, and the idea is you take that scribble and you turn it into something. Um, and it, it's absolutely anything, I think, you know, People have, have animated them. People have done all sorts of things. But it just, I think when you look through Dan's book, can you see the range of ways that a single line in a, in a funny shape can inspire people to draw works of art or a car or animals? Or, and it, it really does get down to that idea of everyone can sketch because you, you just turn it into something and, and it's, it's your interpretation. And... Um, you know, it can be something that's been inspiring that week or something you're thinking about or something you can't put into words. And it's, it's just such a lovely idea and seeing them all come in from, from people that can draw and people like me that can't draw. Um, yeah. Do you feel you get better every week? Because you say you can't draw, but um, I mean, they're, they're, you get to a point where you're like, oh, OK, it's getting easier and easier. I think you pick up tips and tricks of how to try different things and um, I wouldn't say my drawing's getting any better but I think my confidence is getting better to draw badly they're not getting worse if it makes I'm, you feel better I'm not happy to worse. share my bad drawings now whereas before I used to be embarrassed by it now I know I'm bad <laughs> um, yeah I think you, you do pick up techniques and you see things differently and I think that's the thing for me is that you you look at a scribble and it becomes something. Whether you can have the skills to draw it to show the world what you see is another matter. But I think it's nice because you start to look at the world. In a yeah, Martin, um, to yeah. continue on that, I know that, that you picked up drawing again and um, went into Procreate, I think, as one of your main tools because there's such a good guide that uh, gets you through it and, and you're following some accounts. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, I started to get um just i had a little bit of time off at the start of this year just through some sort of i, I just burnt out i had to have some time off um and one of the ways that i got myself back into a positive mindset was i turned to procreate and uh, procreate and linear uh, from the icon factory both of those apps are just great drawing tools and there's a guy called ian bernard who i follow on instagram and twitter and he recreates logos. He he's a type typography, and there's all these kind of different brushes. There's these different um, tools that you can use that allow you to shape and frame. Um, and there's this wonderful community out there who use Procreate um, with lettering, um, and that's really something that I've got into over the past um, over the past few months. I, I'm by no means. Um, I'm by no means uh, an expert in it, but I have seen, you know, as Matt's saying, I have seen that my confidence is increasing. And, you know, that's one of the key things is that I might not be getting necessarily better, but I'm able to express myself a little bit better. I'm able to see where I might use certain tools. I might see where it all comes together. And it's where um, apps like um, there's one called Shadow Draw. Mm -hmm. um, and it's uh, run by a guy called Martin. I can't remember his his last name, but Coots? he. I uh, know, no, it's not run by me. That narrows it. That narrows it. Down. It does. I know. I know. There are more than one, apparently. Um, but yeah, and what he, what the the idea behind that app is? It actually builds up people's skills in drawing. So there's there's different artists who contribute, and it, it breaks 
um, it breaks things down into how to draw. And the idea is that you learn to draw on the iPad, but then that's a transferable skill that you can take to pencil and paper. Um, so there's this kind of balance with it. And Shadow Draw um, really takes you through these, so it works very well with the iPad and the pencil. But the aim of that uh, that app is to, as Matt says, give you that um, give you that eye to see where things come together, to see how you can use that and say, right, make the connection with the, the last squiggle drawing I did. I built it up where... You know, I maybe built it up when I was drawing Homer Simpson, but then the next week I would be, I'd be drawing a, a dog inside a car. You know, it's it's looking at how they all join together, and what it really is tying into is that freedom of expression and that freedom of creativity. That you know, going back to the last chat about creativity versus consumption, I wouldn't be able to create the content that I did if I didn't consume the tutorials and the examples and the walkthroughs and the you know, the, the work that people share. So it's it's very much a balance. What would be your favorite app? Uh, of all time? No, from for sketching. Uh, like... For sketching, yeah, sorry, um, Linear, uh, Linear from the Icon Factory. I just, it, it's just like drawing on a bit of paper. Um, okay. So Linear Sketch by uh, the Icon Factory is probably my favorite sketching app. And can I say that that's already a little bit more advanced? It is, it is. It's, but it's, it's, it's not as advanced as Procreate. Procreate has a lot of these built-in tools where if you don't have brushes or, you know, everyone does certain brushes and all of these types of things. Linear just has a lot of the same tools that you find in the, the that you find in the iWork apps and that you find in Notes. You know, it's got a pencil, it's got a smudge tool, it's got a color picker. Um, it even has like a like a home screen layout where you can design your own app icons, and yeah. they'll all go in a perfect kind of uh, perfect kind of formation. So, Matt, from a, if I can understand you correctly, from a beginner's point of view, um, that would not be an app you would go to. What are you making your drawings in? Uh, so I I use Keynote as my go to certainly for doing Dan's challenges. Just think the the simplicity of adding it in as an image and then tracing over the top using the, the animates, so line draw animation to bring it to life. Uh, I find them just quite simple things just to get me started. Um, I'd agree with Martin. I think I've started to look at Procreate to try to develop my talent, but I wouldn't share any of those just yet. I think I'm happy with what I can do in Keynote, um, but I think if, if I announced I was using Procreate to do some of my drawings, people would say, yeah, it's like you're... Uh, you're you're driving a Porsche, but you're using your feet to walk. You know, because why would I use something that powerful and and you know and not actually use the? Power? I don't know how many people uh, have just pictured you as Fred Flintstone now, Matt. I know. <laughs> Laura. I used to use Paper Fifty Three quite a bit as well. I quite like the the drawing tools yeah. in there, and um, I just think it's just from my point of view. You know, I I actually did GCSE art in school. Um, you know, I I enjoy drawing, um, but it's that that getting things wrong and then wasting paper. And I think the the using the technology for it just means you can just practice and just delete and practice yeah. and delete. And you're not, yeah. you know, it's it's two seconds and play around with things. So, yeah, I've yeah. seen for myself that I start looking more at the basic shapes and then how to combine them. And yeah. then erasing that, so like drawing a circle and an and an ellipse, and then that becomes a, an arm or and a body or a, or the eyes and a nose or something like that, and then just um, erasing the lines that you uh, that you you don't need. And I never thought of it in that way. I've always seen designers do it, but I never thought I would get yeah. to that level. Um, but I think you did that with the with the you can be my yeah. hero challenge that you put out as well. And I think that you know I've done that with my students in uni. And, you know, they, they were really kind of encouraged to just think, okay, I've got a base there. We've talked about this before, and you give someone a blank piece of paper and it's very mm -hmm. hard to think, what can I put on it? You give them something that you build to, and actually it's easier to be creative than having nothing, you know, although you, you'd assume that having nothing means you've got free reign to yeah. do anything. But talking about that, talking about that blank canvas, uh, I think, Johan, uh, maybe you would agree, um, it, like a dance a dance floor is like a blank canvas and and you're actually sketching or drawing with with your body like making lines in the air um do you think that influences your drawing skills too yeah i would say for 
for a new ideas, I I usually use um, sketching for just putting uh, situations or or pictures into someone else's head, mm-hmm. and I like that as well as just you put pictures, then you have an idea and you can see their cre- creativity just uh, boom from from that. So you say, I want you to be here in this position position, and here in this position and what's in between they can really interpret. Um, so that that I really like um, from from that point of view. Yeah. But I got to say, there's another thing that I, I really use if you're not going to be so creative um, from from the heart, more from an organization point of view. I usually use it when I, um, if an organization has a problem or something that they want to resolve, Mm -hmm. I use it for process mapping. Okay. Explain that a little bit. So literally, I use Keynote for saying like, what do you do first in this situation? What's happened the next time? And if you have a choice, what what two choices do you have and what happens then? And if you can describe a process, then you can also optimize it in in some ways or or form. And that is really good to visualize because then what happens is in an organization, they have to learn how they're all going to do it the same way, if that's what you want. And what is the best way to do it and it's really interesting when you when you work with organizations like that it can be a very small group or or a whole company let let's ask how do you um handle uh people that have dyslexia what's the process for that mm-hmm. does we do it in the same way all the time mm-hmm. or do we do it as we want Maybe we should do it in a proper way all the time. So that's a way of learning and teaching each other how to uh, address that problem. And to visualize that usually makes people think about it and congress together and make it much better. So it's just that um, visualizing it makes people think about it. And that's the most important thing. Yeah, you plant That's that image, I w- which is more yeah. than uh, more than uh, was it a thousand words? Yeah, uh, yeah. Or you image. plant a question, so everyone's saying, "What do you start with?" And everyone goes, "I don't know." So uh, to 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 sketch this picture, I need to know what you want to do first, and then they start talking about, "Oh, what do we do first? So it starts a conversation because you want to write. Or, or, or sketch a picture and they don't know what you need to sketch first which is really interesting and that's process mapping i like that great yeah. talking about process mapping um i want to hear if matt does that when he creates his jingles does he think about his <laughs> new jingle up front or of is he, he by this time just so gifted that he just shakes it out of his sleeve and unleashes it on us and the listeners to know, know more about, about sleep, that but somewhere else oh, <laughs> we're gonna have to find out this is we're gonna right? have to know <laughs> i know so all of this has been captured in the wakelet and uh, mia morrison tweeted that out and we will uh, definitely put that in the show notes together with the uh, the emea wakelet that Marion walsh did and um for now i would love to hear what matt will uh, unleash on us in the jingle section hey hey here we go. Come on. Let's do some questions with Matt. Was oh, that your son in there? <laughs> Raising the bar. Raising the bar, that's a whole new level. See, he's outsourced oh it. My he's, God. He's, he's done what any good uh, artist does, and he got someone and else suddenly, to write it it's for It's amazing. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> no. hey, it's uh, love it. Nice oh, one. Oh, I love that. For you not to sing your own tunes. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Guys. Oh, brilliant. 
it has been a great chat so far. Um, and now it's time for the um, but not section in the serious but not. Um, speaking of butts, yeah. speaking of butts, yeah. uh, who's he referring to? Yeah, yeah, just you just imagine who I might be referring to anyway. Um, Let's let's get into some questions with Matt. And um, we've had some, again, our callers calling in. Paul Tullock this week has dropped us a couple of questions. One serious, one not. Let's... Hi, guys. It's Paul Tullock here. There's been a lot of chat lately on Twitter about um, streamlining apps and getting ready for next year. So what's your one top tip for using the iPad in the classroom? And also uh, a serious but not serious question. If you had an entry song into the classroom, a little bit like wrestling or boxing, what would your song be? Thanks. Bye. Okay. So, yeah, people thinking about, you know, use of iPads and everything. So what is our, or what are our top tips for using iPad in the classroom? Martin, top tip. Top tip is don't think that using the device means that you give up your classroom management. Using the device, your classroom management techniques still um, still are uh, applicable. They're still valid. You still have a you know you still have a behaviour policy that all works in together. I see a lot of teachers, and I've spoken to a lot of teachers over the years who are worried that when they introduce iPad that they're going to give up control. That they won't know what the pupils are doing, and therefore are hesitant. So look at apps like Apple Classroom, which allows you to manage the devices that are in front of you, look at what the pupils are doing, and don't be afraid that they know more than you do. Um, there's a lot of teachers are put off by that. Look at these tools, look at what's available, speak to other educators who are using it, and you know just remember that a behaviour policy that exists for behaviour out in the playground can still be just as applicable for the behaviour when they're in the class using their device. Very nice. Johan? Definitely reflection. So uh, film what you want to film or record what you want to record. And especially also a reflection so pupils can actually film themselves or, or their mates and then reflect upon their learning directly, which I think is important. And when you, when you really um, talk about dancing, uh, the mirrors in a dance hall is direct reflection, and I think that's the best thing. And the iPad really have done that for for all the rest. Awesome, Kurt. Um, I would go with a uh, keep it simple, keep it small, um, and and have fun at it. Um, don't think that you have to do this massive project that's uh, immediately going to make a big impact. You don't need to impress anyone. Um, you're there for your students. The only person you will, will try to impress is yourself if you think you've got low technology skills. So start with something you feel comfortable with. Start with something that you're passionate about and, and look for an entryway. And if you can't find it, reach out for help. Um, find a coach. Find someone in your school or outside of the school who's your network and, and team up. Nice. Mine is going to be nice and simple. Make sure it's charged. And, <laughs> and I'm not even joking about that. I, the amount of people I've seen stressed because their iPad didn't have enough charge and then they, yeah. they miss an opportunity to do charge something. Charge and update it. Just yep. And memory. <laughs> just make sure it's charged up is just such a simple tip because you never know when there's an opportunity, exactly as Johan said, to just capture something and reflect on it. And, and if your iPad isn't charged, you've missed that moment of learning. Curse. Yes. I just need to say, if you're going to use an iPad, you have to impress me, though. I always like to impress you, Johan. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so uh, that, that was the serious question. Entry into a classroom song. Martin, this isn't, this isn't a, a, a not serious question for you, though. You actually do enter all rooms with music <laughs> players, do you not? I do, yeah. I'm imagining an, an Elton John kind of thing with <laughs> like special glasses Rock on. Yeah, special glasses. yeah, right, right. Yeah. Well, Glitter yeah, boots, yeah. sparkle actually, from the beard. Yeah, you've actually just uh, you've actually just stolen my thunder there, Kurt, because oh. that's exactly what I was going to say. It was Rocket Man by Elton John. There we go. Uh, would be would be mine. Yeah, I've got the um, I've got the sparkly baseball suit and everything. I, I thought maybe more of a uh, 
or Star Wars or Avengers, Avengers team See, or something thought, like that. Maybe, I, yeah, I thought that would be quite obvious to do, like, you know, Spider-Man. Uh, but the, the classic one, you know, looks yeah. like a spider, dresses like a bug. We should all just <laughs> give him one big hug. Uh, look out, here comes Spider-Man. Um, there we go. But, nice. Yeah, but, no, I, I, I thought... I thought long and hard about this. Plus the fact he said like a wrestler or a boxing theme. As a lot of people know, I'm a massive WWE fan. So I thought, yeah. I, I thought, could I do something like that? But then I thought it would be quite obvious. So no, I'll go with Rocket now. Yeah. Johan, anything by Abba, yeah? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> anything that puts him in a glitter suit. Yeah. Dancing with a zipper, zipper down Dancing to his queen. belly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I would do Dancing Queen coming in there with like high heels and everything. Really? You know? nice. What can I do? That, so that is it. That is what you're going with. Lovely. Kurt? Yeah, definitely. Like Can't Kurt. you Why see me it? in all that glitter Unfortunately, and high yeah. heels and all that plateau? I've seen you in that. What's that? <laughs> oh, wait. That was, that was to see in Amsterdam, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Kurt, raise, raise the standard a bit. Come on. Oh, no. I am. I'm sorry to do this, but I I think I'm gonna go in a little bit more of a, a darker mode, and okay. um, I think my Ooh. go-to song, um, being a Queen fan and and growing up on those records uh, from my dad, I would go with um, "Show Must Go On." Oh, because uh, nice. I like that kind of intro, um, and and not to say that teaching is a show, um, but there, I mean, you definitely need two rock stars like Johan and uh, and Martin. So I'll be the one keeping the show going and my, handing my it off other, to you, Matt. Yeah. Come on. My other my <laughs> other one would be Dark Side of the Moon. I don't remember. You want you that really? Choices, Johan. You don't <laughs> oh, sorry about that. He's doing that again. Come on. <laughs> what are you doing? Okay. Uh, I won't steal your thunder. <laughs> so uh, mine, um, there's no surprises here. I would just write my own jingle. So because they're that good. Oh. You're so special. Uh, you're no, so special. That, my, Isn't that a song? Mine would be. Oh yeah, you're so special. I did that. One. Uh, no, so mine, mine would be. Uh, I know what you would do. Go on. Mine would be something <laughs> that tells the other guys to shut up. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Who can touch it? this? Do do do. <laughs> mine would. Mine would be. Uh, mine would be alone by heart. That would be it. That's how I feel. Oh, alone. Whoa, that's taking it down. <laughs> so I've been offended by Johan, so we, we're going to get all somber. So no running man, no running vanilla man. eyes. No, <laughs> guys. Okay, um, I'm really great. Disappointed. Great question from Paul tonight. Nice to sort of have that conversation and and find out a little bit about the disturbing side of Johan and his uh, high heel sparky boots. Uh, guys, if you've got any future questions Jeez. for us, uh, hashtag questions with Matt. Please do send them in. We like we like this part of the show where we can just. Uh, take the serious level down a notch um, but that's it for this week nice okay when we come back we're going to wrap up the show with uh, DJ Vanilla Ice Cream and we'll be back <laughs> in a few seconds <laughs> yeah Welcome back to the last part of the show. This is where we bring everything together and it's been a pretty packed show this week, guys. But I'm really, really pleased with the conversations we've had because I think it's all been really, really important. Would you agree? Very much yeah. so. Oh, yeah. Good. And we're obviously going to keep these conversations going. So, Kurt, why don't you give us a rundown of what's uh, going to happen on next week's show? So next week coming up on the EMEA side, it's about exploring the great outdoors with iPad. That's going to be on Tuesday, June 4th at 8 p.m. BST, and it will be hosted by Manuel Pittner. And then um, on the America side, I did tell you earlier in the podcast that um, we won't be hosting an Apple EDU chat, but we've got WWDC coming up on Monday, and that's at 10 a.m. PST. Um, with Tim Cook, I think, as the big host. So we will be talking about that for uh, part one and see what's uh, happening and what comes out. And um, I think, Martin, didn't you set a bingo card up or something? I have, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, on my Edgy Chat podcast uh, with Miriam Walsh this week, uh, we did our WWDC predictions and our iOS 13 rundown. So I've created a, I've created a bingo card that if you want to play along, 
Um, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. You can download it and you can you can play bingo with us. Do you reckon we'll get a question with Matt from Tim Cook? I think so. I mean, I, I sent a message to Phil Schiller, uh, right. but Matt, you know Tim Cook. You had a he met came him. to he came to chat to me once in an Apple store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll need to put that image in the in the show notes. Oh, why not? You know, I, I haven't shared it enough recently. You haven't. People forget. This is. We can we can try we can tweet at him see what happens yeah. maybe yeah. the person who uh, does this uh, channel will reply yeah who knows who knows okay so a uh, couple of well the the Amir chat will be good the America side will be exciting I'm actually pretty pumped for WWDC this year and um, it's um, as I am every year but I think it'll spoiler be alert what are you what are you uh, waiting for uh, I, I, iPad productivity tools the, the sort of the big changes to WW, uh, sorry, iOS 13, and it, it's rumored to be a big iPad, um, a big iPad focus this year. So I think we'll see new multitasking. We'll see a new home screen layout. Um, we'll we'll just see some massive improvements over the over iPad being seen as a serious productivity tool rather than just a big giant iPhone. Um, I think there'll be a lot of big changes. Oh, that's on Monday. Yeah. Johan, do you want to uh, do your little message? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thank you for downloading Legend. this podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us. Listeners, comments and ratings. Keep us high in the rate ranking so that new <laughs> listeners can find us. Oh, come on. <laughs> Be sure to find us at Last Recap on Twitter for more news and podcasts. That's a disclaimer of uh, Ice Ice Johan. That's it, Ice Ice Johan. Vanilla (laughs) Vanilla Johan has closed it out perfectly. Guys, just to finish off, uh, we mentioned that it's last recap on Twitter that you can follow us. How can they follow you, Matt? Uh, At Jingles for Sale. Uh, so it's at Matt6453, M-A-T-6453. Nice. And Johan? Rapping uh, white boy. <laughs> uh, no, uh, at Anderson underscore E-D-U. <laughs> Kurt? The lonely Belgian. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's at Mr. Kurt, M-E-E-S-T-E-R-K-U-R-T. Nice. I am that Scottish dude, um, which is also known as mcoots81, C-O-U-T-T-S, 81. Um, as Johan said, you can follow all of us at Last Recap. This show has recapped the America and the Mia chat for the week beginning 27th of May. It's been a pleasure having you with us, and we'll see you next week. Guys, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank, thank you. you. Bye.